Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. So tell us about the alien abduction phenomena. Is that all tied into Close Encounters? Well, the abduction phenomenon, I mean, I had that happen to me, so I'm definitely part of it, is a subset of a very much larger uh, experience that mankind is having with this. Like, for example, if you go into the Communion Letters Archive, you find very few descriptions of abductions. Not There's some, certainly. I mean, there's a, a significant minority of, let me put it that way, It's not they're not that rare, but uh, they're certainly not the majority. The actual truth is that the experience is so varied, so complex, that you, it is, it's the most complex thing that has ever happened to human beings. And this is one of the things that this book, when you read those letters all together and the analysis of the letters, you realize this is something, something is happening to these people. And it is very different. Like, there's one guy, I, I just, I'm, I'm back in correspondence with some of them. Some of them are still with us and uh, with him. And he still remembers this experience like it was yesterday. He was, he, he was working late. And he came home in the early hours of the morning and went to bed. And 
as he put it, it felt like his head exploded, like he, he no longer existed. Now, there's a syndrome called exploding head syndrome, if you can believe it, where the head doesn't actually explode, but the person has this pressure, this feeling that their head has exploded. Yeah. And uh, he had that, but then something happened that was very different. It, you'd think if that was only the only thing the letter was about, you would send him a note saying, well, why don't you talk to a neurologist and he'll tell you about what happened to you and you had this thing called exploding head syndrome, which is a known syndrome. But a little while later, this noise comes over his house, this throbbing noise, and he begins to feel as if his soul is being pulled out of his body. And this is, I mean, we live in a civilization where we deny that the soul even exists. And most of us, we would say, oh, I have a, believe I have a soul, but we don't feel that. You don't feel that. And, you know, we look at death and we think, well, do I have a soul? So here he is, and he... It, starts to struggle with this, and finally his wife embraces him and ends up embracing him on top of him, and they're struggling with this thing throbbing above the house, and his soul going up, and his wife calling to him and calling to him and holding him and saying, don't leave, don't leave, and this goes on for two and a half hours through the whole night. And then at dawn, as dawn breaks, the throbbing noise slowly disappears into the night, into what is left of the night, and they are left alone. Now, what in the world was that about? Exactly. Was someone trying to steal his soul? Or was someone trying to replace it? What was going on there? George, we don't know where we are or what we are or who in the world is here with us. Are these visitors trying to communicate with us, Whitley? Yes, some of them. And if you read the book, you find that there are parts of this that indicate there is real hope for something happening here that's positive and good for us. But there's also a darker side to it, no question. Like the abductions, just go back to that, and then we'll talk about communication in a second. The abductions were basically, they're not going on very much anymore. You rarely hear about them. You know, we would get the reports at Unknown Country if uh, they were happening a lot. And we do get reports, but on the order of, 10 or 12 a year, not 10 or 12 a day, which is, would have been the right. case in the 70s. So it was, a, it, was a, it was an operation of some kind that went on, and it started in the, the late 60s and went into the, the late 90s, and then it kind of tapered off. But what was consistently done is sexual material was taken from people. I had it taken from me. Many women lost eggs, and fetuses and what happened what was done i think the core of the secrecy is the fact that 
this was done, and when it was done, it meant that the visitors did not have to worry about being exposed because they knew the government, unable to stop this, would never reveal it, would never admit that this was happening and they didn't understand it and they couldn't stop it. And believe me, I know people deep in this, and this is their primary concern. But this is the reason, this is the core reason for the secrecy. Right here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Now, in part two, you talk about a conflict between the military and the visitors. What is that conflict? Well, it started very early, and it was intentionally brought on by the visitors. They did this. They did it on purpose. And it, But it's not because, it's because the, for whatever reason, they can't or won't just sit down and talk with us. I don't think they can, and I'll tell you why in a little while. Uh, what they did was, it, and it started before the Roswell incident, they, there were missiles, Russia, I mean, excuse me, German missiles being tested at White Sands. These missiles had been confiscated from the Nazis as World War II ended, and they were testing them at White Sands in order to understand how they worked. And stuff began to happen to them. Something would shoot at them, and, and they would they would be uh, they they would be destroyed. And so while, while they were they were testing them, they would yeah, be disintegrated. Yeah. And this was, of course, the beginning of the atomic age. And what was happening was that someone was trying to maybe prevent us from using missiles or to warn us about them because they would have known that the, that atomic warheads were going to end up on those missiles. And they may have even known that eventually there would be many countries capable of firing missiles like right now. Iran is trying to get an atomic bomb and a missile capable of reaching Israel because Israel is such a small country. They know that a big enough atomic weapon can ruin the country forever. And they will fire that if they can. And the Israelis know it. There's no question about it. If they were able to do that, they would destroy Israel. They would try. That's for sure. They would succeed if they got if they got an atomic warhead detonated anywhere over that area of the world, they would succeed. And as I say, the Israelis know how vulnerable they are, and that's why they have such a massive program in in uh, Iran to continually screw up their progress with their atomic weapons. In any case, uh, that's not really part of our story. The the point is that early on, the visitors knew that atomic weapons were extremely dangerous. And now what then happens is this crash occurs north of Roswell, 30 miles away. Now, why are we testing missiles? Why are we frantically building up a nuclear arsenal? The reason is that there are four and a half million Russian troops poised at the Iron Curtain in, in Central Europe, ready to sweep across and take all of Western Europe and quite possibly the UK as well. The only thing stopping them is the fact that we have the 509th Bomber Wing, which is stationed at Roswell Army Airfield and is the only atomic bomber wing in the world. Russia does not have the atomic bomb yet. And it is capable... Those planes will, some of them will get through because Russia does not have sufficiently sophisticated anti-aircraft anti defenses to stop them. And Stalin knows this. And this is what prevents him 
aircraft a few miles from that base? Are they worried? They're worried. They're very worried. And I think, and I, I can't prove this, I can't find documentation about this, but one of the old officers who's now passed on, uh, Walter Hout, hinted to me that they didn't have a fully operate. The, the wing was not fully operational at the time, which meant that there weren't a sufficient number of tom- atomic bombs available because it takes so long to build them in, in those days, and they were just starting out. And if that craft had been a Russian craft that had landed people with Geiger counters or had had a longer-range measuring device aboard, it would have found that there wasn't enough radiation leaking out at the airbase to justify the presence of a lot of nuclear weapons. So the whole world's freedom was hanging in the balance as far as these uh, the air force was concerned and of course this crash was immediately known all the way up the line to higher headquarters and then as arthur exon put it when they began to gather the debris reports came back started to come back that were utterly fantastic that there were bodies of people there that were not human beings. And this is 1947. Remember, nobody knows a thing about aliens. We have no idea yet how big the universe actually is. There's no such thing as a radio telescope. We don't know much about the universe around us. And all of a sudden, something out of a science fiction story appears to be real. Yeah. And these people, they had no idea what to deal, how to deal with it. That's why Art said to me, excellent, I mean, not Bell, said to me, everyone from Truman on down knew what we had found was not of this world within 24 hours of our finding it. That's a quote. Now, let's understand something about the visitors. They don't have the same relationship to death that we do. They are in command. There's no veil between the living and the dead for them. That's why in the earlier story, they had the girls, the little girl, they they are in control of that level of reality, meaning that dying doesn't mean as much to them. They probably download thoughts and brains and put it in clone bodies and just continue. Well, exactly. I mean, you don't know how they do it, but they, they... Whatever happened at Roswell, they were, I think they meant to crash that, that, that device there. I think and they did it because they knew that it would be the beginning of secrecy. And they knew they could not do what they wanted to do with us without the government being completely secretive about it. So you're saying they they engineered the secrecy. They engineered the secrecy from the beginning. Whether they did it on purpose or by accident, I cannot know. But it was their actions that caused the secrecy. And during the abduction period, the secrecy was essential. They couldn't do that. If we had known that was happening, this would have been... You're talking about guns. We got guns now. We would have had a 
fairly large number of guns around at that point. Oh, yeah. And there would have been lights everywhere. People would have been waiting for them. Especially if the government said, we can't stop this. Exactly. But instead, the, it, it was all kept secret, and they were free to do what they wanted to do. Now, the interesting thing is now it's the, the situation is different. The planet's in, in some kind of a, a crisis uh, environmentally. Uh, we see that ha- things happening all the time that are very strange. Uh, I mean, Art and I wrote Superstorm, and it, sometimes it looks like it's about to happen. Uh, and we also have the proliferation of nuclear, nuclear weapons into the hands of irresponsible states like North Korea and Iran. And so we've got, and, and Russia, I should add, is also an irresponsible state at this point. But I don't have much expectation that their nuclear arsenal is very real for the simple reason that it, it is powered by liquid fuel missiles that are all very old. And I think that if Russia tries to start a nuclear war, what you're going to find are a lot of odd explosions in Siberia and probably no, not many missiles, if any, rising up. But it only takes one. I was just going to say that. That's all you need. Only takes one. So you've got these two things that the visitors have been concerned about from the get-go, nuclear war and environment. They do want us to survive. No question. I don't know what their motives are. They may not be good to our liking, but they definitely want us to survive. So their situation has now changed. They no longer need secrecy. They need to be to come out and to be known, and I think that that might happen. But if it does happen, it's going to be them who engineered it, not us. The government, as I've said earlier, and for reasons that are very obvious, is going to be dragged kicking and screaming into this. It's not going to be telling any anything unless they absolutely they have to, and the visitors could make them do it. I'm sure. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far... I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. 
Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.